huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. So if you couldn't hear at the back, the, the question was basically, how do I scale up my social media brand and reach without paying external marketing companies or experts and not getting my time drained? Would that be a fair summary? Okay, so yes, I have a team now. So I have a podcast and I have about eight people in the team that produce the podcast and work with us on our social media. Um, but that's only really gone like that over the last 12 to 18 months. So I'll take you back to when I started it and I'll just share with you what I did, which I think will help. The most important thing, I think, if you want to build an online brand, which I, I, I can't imagine why most of you in this room wouldn't want to, um, unless you're a criminal, just change your name. Um, I would start compartmentalizing in your diary half an hour a day, five hours a week, where you're going to dedicate that time for business-related social media. Business-related social media. Know the bullshit debates, business-related social media. I.e., I'm not engaging in conversations or doing selfies or checking in at airports or whatever else. Nothing wrong with all that stuff, but I spend 95% of my time on social media building my brand and the other 5% is when I get distracted. Um, in five hours a week, you can get a hell of a lot done. Um, so what you might decide to do is write five good content-related posts on your niche that you want to be known for. Two or three of them might be done over a live video on Facebook. Um, a few of them might be a written article that you post and then you share in the relevant groups. And then the remainder of the time would be engaging in other threads that are relevant to your niche that you do, um, but you're responding to other people. So like I'll give you an example, I've got, I've just bought a new um, record deck and I thought it'd be easy. 
I, you know, like there's a, it's an SME model 20 with a, a model five arm. It's pretty well known. It's, it's a really good all round deck. I have quite an eclectic taste in music. Um, and I got a deal off a guy. So I think it was 17,000 you. I think I paid eight for it. And I thought, job done. I've got my record deck, I'm happy. I put it on, it didn't sound right. I started fiddling with the cartridges and this, that and the other. And I couldn't, just couldn't get it to work. And you know, it's not, not cheap. Um, and so I started going on some of the audio file and the hi-fi groups in social media. And I went in there and asked some questions and a, a guy gave me a lot of help. And I subsequently found out he's a hi-fi dealer. And uh, like, I feel quite compelled to go over and demo some of his stuff. It's stuff I need, I need to get a couple of new pieces. I need to get it to work. And he just came on and, and helped me. But he helped me doing something that he could also then sell me something to. So he played quite a smart game. And, I, and I, you know, he didn't immediately go, I'll oh, come and buy all my gear. Um, but social media is this web of distraction where you start intending to do this. You see a private message, you see something pop up there, boost there, oop, up there. And then all of a sudden, it, sorry about that, by the way. Um, but you're just so distracted and you don't even know where you started, like a dog chasing its tail. Um, and the way I control the narrative is I'll go and post content myself. Now, like in the early days when people used to talk about content marketing, I used to think, well, isn't that just you creating a, a load of time and putting a load of work out there to not sell anything? Um, and maybe for the first few weeks, that's exactly what it is. You don't plant a seed and then tomorrow I go, well, where's my fucking treat? You know, I want my seeds back. I want my money back. I've been scammed by this scammer. You know, you, sorry, is the swearing not appropriate down here? <laughs> well, <not somewhere. laughs> um, I'd like to over deliver. <laughs> so be strategic about the messages and the content you go and put out there. Put it out there consistently in your five hours a week. And you'll start to attract some people who are interested in what you do. You'll start to get some comments. You'll start to get some people like and share. And it'll happen slowly at first. But over time, it will build. A good book on all of that is um, Jab, Jab, Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. That's his more social media related book. And it's, the jab is the content. The hook is the sale or the pitch. Now, um, I'm pretty well known for selling quite a lot, but actually, no sniggers, um, but actually I probably sell one between one in every 50 to 100 pieces of content I put out there. I've got two podcasts, I've done 350 episodes nearly, I've done 3,000 speeches, if you include the 30 minute plus videos, put a lot of content out there. So whilst if you counted how many times I've sold, it might look like a lot, as it's jab, 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 jab. You could obviously name the book that because it wouldn't fit on the title. Um, but jab, 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 yeah, there you go. Um, and what you find is over time, you start getting private messages, you start getting requests, and it starts to build. Now, I'm sorry it's not a silver bullet. If you want a silver bullet, you need to invest some money, like doing pay-per-click ads and getting them into a sales funnel. Um, or sponsoring an existing community and group. Um, but if you're looking to do it with minimal cost, that's the best way to do it. Now, I figured I'd probably get asked about social media when I came down. I also figured I'd, I'd get asked about property. And I thought, well, how, how much time should I spend on each? Well, did you see the boxing match recently? 
Now, when most people think about the boxing, they might think about Anthony Joshua or the recent, was it Golovin? Is it, how do you pronounce his name? That's the one. But actually, the, the highest paying boxing match of recent times was by two YouTubers, KSI and Logan Paul. So KSI is 24, I believe, and Logan Paul 25, although that might be the other way around. So they're kids. Uh, and uh, KSI um, is a gamer initially, and he built this massive following on Twitch, which is a gaming website, where you just game with people and they follow you, watching you game. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> um, I never got money for Tekken 3, for the 10 move combos I used to do. Um, I'm, I sound old now, don't I? It's like Tekken 12 now. Um, and they, they, they reputedly make, made 40 to 50 million pound each by basically saying, let's have a, a boxing match, two YouTubers. So podcasters make millions of pounds a year. The big ones, not the small ones, you know, not everyone. Of course, I'm talking about the successful ones. Um, so the world has changed. It's really changed. And it is, social media is changing it really fast. You just get your head around Facebook and then everyone's on Instagram. You just get your head around Instagram and then there's this new one like Hear Me Out or Twitch or Patreon or whatever else. And it's quite, um, I, I get really excited by it because as a marketer, as someone who wants to grow my businesses, what you want are channels to your market that are quick. And if they, they're free, that would be nice. So, you know, a lot of people do bitch and moan about getting ads on Facebook and, you know, what it's like. And, you know, they, they moan about the algorithm changes and their, how their data is being used. Well, you gave them all the data. Um, I see it differently. I think that you can reach thousands of people very quickly for free. Now, uh, Nick in the room... And, and myself, we've been in property now for like pretty much a cycle. In fact, Nick, you're probably more experienced than me in property. That, yeah, old. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, when we started up, you had to wear your shoe leather out by going to networking events. Smoking your pipe. Um, you, you, there wasn't the social media. You had to build an email list spending money. You, you guys did the property shows every year, didn't you? And they're expensive. And the franchise shows and all of that. And that stuff still works, but it's like, it's a bit 1985 now. Um, and, you know, like, I'd have died for having all this social media back then. Because I just, you know, you'd have just had a bit of a march on your competitors who were a bit more old school. So the key is, I still do a lot of my social media, so I just interrupted myself. I have a wife for that, but I just did it myself. Um, and now I don't even know which one to answer. <laughs> um, the key is consistently doing it five hours a week. Now, everyone in this room can spare five hours a week. Everyone. It's just a, a reorganisation of priorities. I like to compartmentalise it into my diary when it suits me. Because often you get drawn into social media when you're procrastinating on doing something more important. I'll have a quick check three hours later. So I try not to go on social media by actively procrastinating from what I really should be doing. Try to be honest with myself. And I try to go at a time where I feel inspired to do it. And I try to go at a time when I get good response. So the two times in my world, 
and our worlds, I think, are quite similar, where you'll get the most response and engagement on social media is 8.30 a.m. and 8 p.m. So if that suits you to go 7.30 to 8.15 in the morning, three days a week, or 8 to 8.30 at night, three days a week, then book it in. And what you do is you book it in your diary. So um, did anyone get my new book, Start Now, Get Perfect Later? Is there no internet down here there in Bournemouth or something? <laughs> That's embarrassing, isn't it? I clearly didn't send enough emails to you from Progressive Property. <laughs> you moan about the number, buy my books and I won't send you as many. Um, and I, I, I released a book straight after it called Routine Equals Results. And then I packaged them both into an audio version, which is called Start Now, Get Perfect Later, just in case you're, you're wondering. Uh, but then the appendix is Routine Equals Results. And Routine Equals Results is a short book on how to compartmentalise your diary for ruthless and maximum efficiency that suits you, that's bespoke for you. And this is relevant to talk about. So I know we're slightly moving away from your question, Martin, but it's relevant. So some of you have been convinced listening to all the billionaire entrepreneurs that you've got to get up at 4.30am because that's what Donald Trump and Richard Branson and Maggie Thatcher did. Except you can't haul your ass ass out of bed until 7 o'clock and it just doesn't work for you. So the answer is not to get up at 4.30am. The answer is to get up at 7.30am, but do some of your work late. The best times to do deep work where you are not distracted is early or late. Because people are less online early or late. They're less on email early or late. So any work that I need to get done for myself that's strategic or that's vision work or that's, you know, writing books, I'm about probably 15 chapters away from finishing my next one. You know, stuff that means I I can't be interrupted, business plans, all of that. It's got to be done. Well, if I don't do it when the rest of the world is quiet, then the rest of the world is going to be pecking at me wanting my time. And I slot my social media stuff in then. I do most of my social media, Martin, like I do... 95% of my Facebook posts, I do all my Facebook live videos and then I have an outsourcer who repurposes those and rewords those and tweaks those and then puts them on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. I haven't logged in for Twitter for a long time but it still gets two or three posts a day but it's the content that I voiced. So in the early days of outsourcing I used to get an outsourcer to do the content and the content was worse than mine or it wasn't my voice and people knew it and it was obvious that it was outsourced. So it was the right concept but I'd done it the wrong way. Um, But I've had an outsourcer for one main guy who lives in the middle of this country who has no name, who no one knows where he lives or what he does. Um, He's got a very unique set of skills including private investigation. Um, And he's learned my voice over time. I let him manage the social media platforms on my behalf so that the ones that I wasn't really interested in doing or didn't have many followers, and over time he's built them for me. But I started doing it myself, and I still do Facebook and a bit of LinkedIn myself. Like if you watch a lot of my LinkedIn videos, they're repurposed content from Facebook Lives. If you watch a lot of the Instagram videos, uh, Harry's come down here and he's brought the video camera. Thanks, Harry. Um, And so this will be uh, 241 minute Instagram videos or 15, 10 minute LinkedIn videos. Um, 
but I'm still pretty active on social media. So I don't want you to think that you need outsourcing to be able to do it. It just helps you go across all the media. So that, does that give you enough to get started on? At the moment, I'm in, the, I'm in this middle point and I'm aware where I'm at. I'm aware that I'm not as big as some of the American influencers, but I'm aware in the UK scene I'm doing pretty well. Um, and I'm at the point where I'm definitely overwhelmed with all the messages. There's definitely too many, but there's not too many that I can't still be personal. Because, you know, if, if like, um, I don't know, Grant Cardone or Tim Ferriss or whoever have got 10 million followers, I mean, what must their inbox look like? It, it just like, you just, it's, gonna, it's just going to be scroll, scroll, random pick. So you can understand why they've had to disassociate themselves. But the downside of that is they're, they're not, they don't really come across personal. So I try and use every opportunity to do that where I can, because maybe in three years I won't be able to as much. Um, and my community likes that. Um, it's a reflexive relationship because I get a lot back from it, which maybe I'll discuss if there's another question about that. But I'll do the content in those five hours. I won't do all the replies. But like if I'm in a car, I had a four hour driver and I've got a driver, so he's driving me something in the back of the car. So I wrote a few chapters of the book. I did about five or six calls and then I had about 40 minutes sort of in between. So I went on and replied to a couple of LinkedIn messages and Facebook posts. Because there'll be times when you're in the queue or waiting for your dinner or somewhere. And that's probably an hour a day. You nick a bit of that time and you can go and bump posts. You know, if you do post that's good content and people comment on it, reply because then it puts it to the top of the feed. So it stays in people's awareness. So no one really likes the person that just goes and puts content off on there and then leaves. Um, yeah, so that's done in sort of net time or duplicate time where um, I'm waiting for something. Normally I go up and watch Netflix and I wait for the wife to come up. Yeah, and every excuse under the sun why she's three hours to retire upstairs to watch Suits. And that's been my last 10 years. But you didn't even ask about that. So next question. Next question.